Welcome into A to Z Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham today. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, also Instagram and TikTok. Uh, But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out uh, for for your new car and at uh, WilsonCountyHyundai.com or simply in Lebanon. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, BoneandJointTN.org. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, get, uh, get them uh, on your team if you've been injured in a car wreck. 800-800-4600. That's 800-800-4600, uh, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. So, Sam, uh, DJ Moore is now on the trade block with several other Panthers uh, talented players, including Brian Burns, their edge rusher, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Maybe, maybe not. Not really sure. But the Panthers fired Matt Rule after being uh, terrible. I believe he was 11-24. and 24 in his first 35 games, uh, 36 games maybe as Panthers head coach. Uh, but this has created the first domino effect of the NFL season. So what were your thoughts initially when you saw uh, the firing of Matt Rule yesterday? Yeah, I mean, this is something that in Carolina, I think the consensus has been, has not been working for a while now. And this has been brewing for quite some time. My favorite Panthers stat of all of these uh, bad Matt Rule stats They are winless, winless. I don't even know how many games it's been, but they are winless in Matt Rule's tenure when the opponent scores 17 points. (laughs) If they get 17 points or more, the Panthers just don't win under Matt Rule. They have not. Uh, And he has a pretty good defense over there. They have some pieces and have had an all right defense. But in terms of his ability to run an offense uh, and and piece together points of any kind, that it just hasn't been working. clearly one of the worst coach teams in the NFL. And this is a long time coming. Unfortunately for Carolina, they're eating a ton of money and now have a bunch of very talented players that probably want to find another home. And they've got a lot of teams calling. Uh, So if you are a team like the Titans or uh, a few other teams that I'm sure we will get into that have maybe a hole here, a hole there, but still view yourself as a contender, the Panthers that's the team to call right now that everybody should be picking up and dialing the phone because on both sides of the ball, a lot of loaded, loaded talent. And you'd have to assume they're open for business and they need the draft picks. Yeah, they definitely need it. And 40 million bucks is what uh, the Panthers are paying Matt rule to go away. That's I think $840,000 per month over the next several years uh, to equal up to that $40 million. So uh, getting fired as a football coach is a good uh, line of work if you can get it. Man, uh, I saw he's getting like over 800K a month yeah. for like the next three years or whatever, courtesy yeah. of the Carolina Panthers. And that's got to be a pretty sweet existence. Obviously, you want to keep your job, uh, but I'm sure Matt Rule will land somewhere else, probably back in the collegiate coaching circle. Yeah, uh, and get himself a handsome payday at the same time. Yeah, Auburn, Wisconsin, Nebraska, probably all looking for uh, looking at Matt Rule right now. All right, but uh, so uh, Xavier asked, when's the trade deadline, Austin? It, usually it's uh, right after Halloween. I think it's the 
usually the Tuesday or Wednesday after Halloween. So that's early November for the trade deadline. So Jarrell says, Austin, can you explain why DJ Moore isn't a viable option? No, Jarrell. I'm going to explain why DJ Moore is a viable option for the Titans in a trade because we all know this. Whether you agree or disagree with the fact that John Robinson felt like he had to trade A.J. Brown on draft night or not, it was a mistake to allow A.J. Brown out of the facility and had his career go on as not being a member of the Tennessee Titans. We all know that. The most talented wide receiver the Titans have drafted, uh, one of the best wide receivers the Titans have ever had, the most dynamic player on this offense. The Titans are missing him on the outside greatly. Yes, he had injury concerns. Was he acting a little bit immaturely and unreasonable in the uh, in the negotiations for his contract in the spring? Yes, but it was a massive mistake to not get anything done with A.J. Brown. So rarely, Sam, do you get an opportunity for a mulligan on maybe the biggest mistake of your career. And as of right now, allowing A.J. Brown to play for a different team in the NFL is the biggest mistake on John Robinson's resume as an NFL GM. It's a bigger mistake than drafting Isaiah Wilson. So absolutely a bigger mistake than drafting Kevin Dodd. Both big mistakes. It's probably a bigger mistake than drafting Caleb Farley, uh, as bad as he's been so far in this young career. They allowed A.J. Brown, a top 10 receiver, to go out the door. Now you have an opportunity to have a mulligan on that. Is D.J. Moore as dynamic as A.J. Brown? No. But is D.J. Moore a way better wide receiver than what the Titans have? Absolutely. Is D.J. Moore a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver? Yes, he is. So are the Titans in a situation where they are all in? on going for their goals with the current roster that they have and the salaries and the ages of the guys they are paying? Yes. So I think the Titans should absolutely go trade for DJ Moore or call, do something. I think DJ Moore needs to be a, an attempt to bring the Nashville. We'll talk about what for uh, later in the show because we have to kind of go about this in parts. Uh, so, Sam, I say yes, they should. Do you think the Titans should? Because we're going to ask if it's realistic here in a second. But first, should the Titans try to trade for DJ Moore? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that. Uh, yes. It's as simple as it gets, and, and you hit on it. Not only is it very rare to find an opportunity to correct a mistake in A.J. Brown, it's really rare that you have an opportunity to acquire a player of DJ Moore's caliber in the contract situation that he's in. The Eagles were able to acquire an AJ Brown type and then extend him to the big deal. DJ Moore is owed even less money than that. People forget that he is still 25 years old under contract control for three more seasons after this one. And he's put up three straight 1100, almost 1200 yard seasons. Like, he is a plug and play good for the next three years wide receiver one. This is a weapon that we trust each and every day that that is who DJ Moore is. There is no question. It would be, it, it is a fireable offense not to make a call like that. 
straight up. You have Inquire. to do your an inquiry. Better you have be to do made. due diligence when it comes to this because the fit is so obvious, right? They, it's yeah. you. You have a puzzle with a couple missing pieces, and DJ Moore fits perfectly into one of your bigger holes. Whether or not it's realistic, we will get into whether or not they can convert. I don't know. I'm not on the phone with John Robinson. I don't know what the asking price is. I don't know how inclined they are to part with some of their draft picks and or younger players, but you have to pick up the phone. Absolutely. So should they, yes, they have to make an effort. So should every other team that needs a wide receiver, but the Titans are certainly in that boat of teams that uh, you're not doing your job. If you're not calling Carolina saying, DJ Moore, what's it going to take right now? Robbie Anderson would be a fit too if the contract wasn't so big and the cap hit wasn't so heavy. That doesn't seem realistic to me given that situation, but DJ Moore is the guy yeah. if you're looking and, for a game changer. And I'm, and we're going to talk about the contract for DJ Moore too, and, and I've got some breakdown numbers on it that we're going to talk about uh, here. I do see a lot of people saying that the Titans can't block anybody. They need to go trade for a lineman. That's what the chat a lot of chat is saying now there are some AJ Brown comments saying that the Titans uh, wouldn't want to pay AJ Brown. <clears throat> Why would they want to go out and get DJ Moore? Uh, and well, again, we'll dive into the contract situation here, but here's this as well. <clears throat> the Titans have already made a trade with the Carolina Panthers this season. That's where Dennis Daly came from. And so I'm not saying that's a, a, a there's at least a, a, a situation where the Titans GM, John Robinson, and the Panthers have worked together on a trade. So there is a relationship there that they've done just a couple of months ago for an offensive lineman. Whether the offensive lineman sucks or not uh, is, is, is you know irrelevant for this situation. There is a relationship, a trade relationship there between the two GMs, which I think is a positive uh, on that. So now let's ask the question, here, Sam, I, I, I'm really excited to see where people take this. Is it realistic for the Titans to trade for Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore? Is it realistic? That's the question. Is it realistic for the Titans to trade for DJ Moore? But first, let me tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. I'll tell you this much. It is very realistic that you can save money on your health coverage by going to Farm Bureau Health Plans and joining their family. FBHP.com slash atoz is the website to go for health dental and vision they they can take care of you because they've been taking care of tennesseans for now 75 years and they have over 200 locations across the entire state to make it easy for you and convenient so you can walk in or you can call and go to the website like i mentioned fbhp.com slash atoz uh, or do a zoom whatever it might be they can get you set up for your health coverage and save money Zach's Bingham has saved 20% more uh, on his health coverage every month. So check him out, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Yep, and today's show is brought to you by BetMGM. That's right, BetMGM. And right now, there is a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 with BetMGM. So if you go into the BetMGM com or the BetMGM app and use promo code ATOZ Sports. Whatever bet you want to place on pro football is risk free. That means if it loses, they give you that money right back, give you another chance at it. So there's no reason not to do it when you have two tries at it. That's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. Promo code ATOZ Sports. All right. So is it realistic for the Titans to trade 
for Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore. Sam, I'm going to send you to the chat here in a second. Is it realistic for the Titans to trade for Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore after Matt Rule was fired yesterday? The Panthers are reportedly uh, looking to trade some of their talented players, including DJ Moore, uh, Brian Burns, edge rusher, really talented pass rusher as well. Christian McCaffrey, there's some conflicting reports to see if he is available or not. Uh, but Sam, go to the chat, see what the people are saying. Realistic, yes or no? What are, what are they saying here? Yeah, Darius says yes, but they would have to manipulate the cap. Uh, Scott says, I pray they will, but unfortunately they won't. Canadian Titans fan says no. Uh, Jarrett says, absolutely realistic. I'd be willing to give up next year's second rounder for him. Yes, but rely on J-Rob, no. No from Eric. Uh, let's see, no from... A Lou man here. Yes. Depends on the deal from the Swaim screen. Uh, I wish from major keys. Yes. From Chris Frazier, uh, not realistic from Noah says they need to trade for O-line help instead. Paulie D says realistic. Yes. Will it help the O-line? No. Titans Rossi says, why the hell not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, it would be a waste from D O. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Chris Frazier says, correct. He's probably, uh, he's probably responding. Oh, he's like actually that. responding. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I'm looking. John says, yes, but they won't utilize him to his full potential. So it looks like chat's pretty 50-50 split. I don't know. Like some people saying yes, some people just saying no. It's probably not the right fit. Austin, where do you sit on this? Is it realistic? It's obviously a good fit, but is it realistic for the Titans to trade for DJ Moore? Yes, Yes, it is. It's absolutely realistic. And so I do want to read through a comment there too, because uh, Kenneth says yes, but uh, DJ Moore's too expensive. Thoughts on Marshall. Marshall's a guy they drafted out of LSU over the last couple of years who's young. Guys, let's look at the contract. The contract is not too expensive. Sam, do you know how much DJ Moore would cost the Titans this year against the Cavs? I did look at it. it. He is a low, low. It's probably like a million bucks or something like that. Less and I know it's than I know one, less than one million dollars this year. It does so, elevate though. It does oh, go yeah, higher. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. let's let's think about this. DJ Moore's in the off season, and Titans College says six million dollars this year. Nah, less than one, less than one million dollars this year for the Titans for their cost. Why? Because. DJ Moore signed a three-year, $61 million extension this summer. But that does not kick in on his base salary until next year. He also got paid a $19.5 million signing bonus this year. So Titans Kyle said six because Titans Kyle is looking at his base salary uh, for this year, which for DJ Moore, his base salary is $1,035,000. His signing bonus is nearly uh, $5 million, and he got a $200,000 workout bonus. So Titans Kyle looked at his $6.1 million cap hit this year, but recognized that the Panthers have already paid him over $5 million in bonuses this year that account for that cap hit, and they've paid him five game checks. So it's less than $1 million out of Titans' pocket this year. They pay him 12 game checks out of the $1,035,000. That is insanely cheap. And you have to remember, the the Panthers paid his entire $19.5 million bonus, which means you don't have to owe him the rest of that bonus 
over the next three years after this year. So it is really cheap this year to get DJ Moore. So next year in 2023, his base salary is nearly $20 million. But his cap hit is just that, $20 million. The Titans can restructure it if they feel like it. Uh, But still, this is it. You are already preparing to go pay A.J. Brown and Jeffrey Simmons. You drafted Malik Willis to potentially have the ability to move Tannehill off the books. So, yes, it's absolutely realistic for the Titans to do that. And so, Sam, D.J. Moore, after this year, has three years left on his contract for a total of $50 million. Do you remember what the initial offer to A.J. Brown was by the Titans per year? I, I don't remember the, the initial offer. Obviously, I know what he signed for. The initial offer reportedly, according to A.J. Brown, was $16 million per year. That was the initial offer from the Titans. Yeah. According to A.J. Okay. $50 million divided by three is $16 million ish. Yeah. 16.3. Yeah. So if you're already willing to pay AJ Brown, $16 million a year and you lost him, why not take that that you had allocated? Like when you make budgets, you allocate things. They clearly offered AJ a contract and they knew that that would go up in negotiation. So why not? You already thought that was allocated. You already said to yourself, we can do this over the next three years at $16 million a year for AJ. Why not go do it with DJ Moore? Why not? Because that's a beautiful scenario, in my opinion, is that DJ Moore comes in with Robert Woods now. You've got the bye week to do something to get him up to speed. And and really, with Traylon Burks now coming back after he's turf toe on IR, You've got three legitimate guys that can win for you and create separation going into November, December, and towards the playoffs. So I think that's massive. And I, and I want to read another comment. Uh, Amar on YouTube says, the Titans are paying Bobby Trees $14 million a year. Remember, <clears throat> when they offered A.J. Brown the contract extension, they were already paying yep. Robert Woods. The Robert Woods trade happened first. So they've already allocated that money. And so Steven says, Austin is selling me on this. I'm selling hard. You guys, the Titans need to go bring DJ Moore into Nashville and get him a part of this offense. Because if you're going to go for it under Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry in this defense that you have set up, you've got to have somebody else on the outside who can win. And with Traylon Burks on IR for the next three more games minimum, you've got to go get somebody else. And DJ Moore might fall right into your lap. I disagree on the real, how realistic it is. And that there's no question. Like we just talked about it. There's no question. They should, they should make a call. The fit is there, but it is what I said when I talked about the fit being there. I think there's 31 teams that have a use or a fit for DJ Moore right now, and probably half of them actually have a need off the top of my head. I named, and we're going to name further competition later, Kansas City, the Rams, the Ravens, the Giants, Green Bay, Chicago, Dallas. That's seven other teams right there that probably put themselves in the same 
boat with the with the Titans in terms of, hey, we might need uh, DJ Moore. We might need to make a trade. The other thing I keep coming back to, if the Titans were so, if, if they felt so strongly that they needed another weapon in their offense to complement the current wide receiving core, and regardless of what fans think and analysts think, and everybody tells them that the receiving core is not good, if they felt so strongly and they had $16 million to pay somebody, you could have already done it in Odell Beckham Jr. without the long-term commitment. Yeah, so but Odell, it, Odell's coming off of an ACL injury. But he would have helped. He would yeah, have Yeah, but again, we, we don't know. I just I have a hard time seeing the Titans making both a long-term commitment when you have Jeffrey Simmons and some of these other players getting ready to come off the books. I have a hard time seeing them parting with draft picks when some of your early first-round picks and Caleb Farley, Traylon Burks, haven't exactly lived up to their potential just yet. Keep in mind, you did just spend a first-round pick on Traylon Burks, and now you might have to trade another first-round pick for DJ Moore. He is so good that he might command first round pick potential. He is uh, right on the same level of AJ Brown. He is like I just said, three straight seasons of nearly 1200 yards receiving. He is 25 years old with a controllable contract. That is the type of player that gets a first round pick. Just like the Eagles gave up for AJ Brown. The Titans just used a pick on a wide receiver. And as the chat has been saying, there is holes elsewhere. There's offensive line holes. There's, all these different issues that the Titans have to deal with in order to make this a complete roster. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I would be ecstatic if they brought in DJ Moore. I think it makes them a much, much better football team. But when I look at the Titans and how realistic I think it is, I have to consider how incentivized they are to really make a winning offer. Oh, how much? How, like how much incentive do they have compared to some of these other teams, right? Because I don't see them making a better offer or having less to lose than Kansas City or the Rams or Baltimore or Green Bay or these teams that know they have elite quarterbacks and a potential to be in the Super Bowl window and are just looking for an extra complimentary weapon. Those are the teams I think really jump on this opportunity. Uh, so in terms of how realistic it is, I would be surprised if DJ Moore was in two-tone blue. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's, like, likely by any means because there is a, there, there will be a lot of competition for DJ Moore. But the it is realistic for the Titans to trade for him because of all the things that I mentioned of the money, uh, the necessity of the Titans needing this. Uh, yeah, go make a call. You know, your, your Odell Beckham Jr. take, I, I just can't agree with because... Well, it, no, it, it's the premise of it. And I saw some people said I was reaching with the OBJ right here. EJ says that. It's not about Odell as a player as much as it is the Titans' philosophy overall. And they have seemingly been content with Cody Hollister, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akine, well, uh, and again, that's what they're prioritizing. So the Odell thing is completely irrelevant because he is unsigned by everybody. And well, he, tore right. his, he tore his ACL in February on, on the most watched game uh, of the year. And it takes time for him to come back. The point and he's was not there after they traded AJ Brown, the conversation was still, okay, what trade or what free agent signing can they make to bring in more wide receiver help? And they seemed content not to do so. There was still a fit. Then they still should have made a move then. And they didn't. And I don't think that where John Robinson currently sits, that he is going to make a 
better offer, have less to lose, be willing to part with potentially a first-round pick and the money that is attached to DJ Moore in order to bring him in here over some of those other teams. I don't think that's a realistic uh, expectation for Titans fans. If you're going into this, you should want DJ Moore. Absolutely. You should hope for it. You should not expect it, and you should not think it's a realistic expectation that they're going to convert because competition is steep. Yeah, uh, Demetrius says, does Austin and Sam know that they have the official Titans reporter, Teron Davenport, in the chat? Oh, well, Sam's an official Titans reporter, too. What's up, TD? I, I did see Teron uh, is in the chat, too. So, I did. Uh, Teron did say something that I was going to look into. Yeah, look, uh, let's see what should Teron also said, should Anderson. also look into Robbie Anderson. That's a deep threat, right? And I didn't know this because, Sam, you kind of mentioned in passing Robbie Anderson's contract. Uh, Robbie Anderson's contract is just as beneficial as DJ Moore's because Robbie Anderson is only making a base salary of this. It's the same base in 2022 as DJ Moore of the $1,035,000. And his, uh, I guess he got restructured and the, yeah. the Panthers paid him like $10 million almost in bonus money uh, this year. And then the, there's a potential out uh, after this season for Robbie Moore, uh, Robbie uh, Anderson, that would save nine million dollars uh, if they needed it. But next year, so here's the big deal: Robbie Anderson, they would count, they would cost the same this year, twelve game checks off of a one million dollar base, and then next year, Robbie Anderson would cost eight point eight for the Titans. DJ Moore would cost nineteen point nine. For the Titans, but Robbie Anderson would be going into the last year of his contract. DJ Moore would have three more years uh, after this season. So I think both would be good options. Now you're asking Robbie Anderson versus DJ Moore. What style receiver do the Titans need? Because they are different. Robbie Anderson is that deep threat. DJ Moore is more of a do it all type of guy. Um, well, DJ Moore's younger. He's got the uh, probably a, a better future ahead of him, but no he makes a good point. All the teams kind of are directing their attention towards DJ Moore, and some are looking at Christian McCaffrey. There is a lot of talent on the Panthers roster, even in a guy like Brian Burns on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of pieces here that uh, if you're the Titans, maybe you look at some of those complimentary pieces like Robbie Anderson and say, okay, while everybody's making an offer on DJ Moore, we're going to try and backdoor it here and see if we can't bring in a veteran deep threat like Robbie Anderson to, to fill that role uh, while, while those negotiations are going on. There's more than just DJ Moore. I think that's the beauty of the situation the Panthers are in is everybody can go at this point uh, because they need to completely tear it down and rebuild it with another coach that's not named Matt Rule. Um, and while they're doing that, they – yeah, I mean, that's a realistic possibility for sure. And there's a couple names. I do want to get to this real quick, yeah. Austin. Uh, this is the, the reason this whole conversation started. Obviously, fans are going to bring up, oh, maybe we should trade for this guy. Maybe we should trade for that guy. But this finally got some traction in national media, NFL on ESPN. Let's take a look at a clip from NFL on ESPN yesterday where Dan Orlovsky, former NFL quarterback, named the Titans with Traylon Burks on IR as one of a few teams that he thinks could be a contender for DJ Moore. It's a tricky spot, Laura, because this is not a bad football team. In fact, I would argue that they have a good defense. Uh, and I was a little bit surprised in some ways to see defensive coordinator Phil Snow go because I think he's done a really good job there. Agree. But 
they are also very, very, very needing of draft picks. And I think mm. that's why you might start to look at some of the players on this team, the veterans, like your Christian McCaffrey's, your DJ Moore's. Um, you know, I've heard talk of Brian Burns. I don't really see that one because he's a kind of young player I think they'll want to keep and build around. And you look across the NFL and say, all right, we're not winning this year. We know that. Do you take calls for a Christian McCaffrey? There are teams across the league that could use him, but there are teams that need him but might not, might not have the draft picks like the Rams or the Broncos. So I think it has to be at the right price, but it is something that the Panthers should consider. I agree with Mina that the, some of those young or those veteran players are, are trade. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there because I took some notes for this. DJ Moore, if I was Green Bay, I'd call Carolina. If I was Dallas, I'd call Carolina. And if I was Tennessee, I would call Carolina because they just put Traylon Burks on, on IR. So there you go. There, there's Dan Orlovsky bringing up the Titans into the conversation uh, on DJ Moore. But Mina Kimes of ESPN bringing up a really good point, Austin, which brings us kind of to our next question uh, or ne next topic here mm -hmm. is what would it cost? Because I think that's the other question here is what would it cost? Yeah. So I want to hear your take on that video for one and Dan Orlovsky putting the Titans hat in the ring, uh, and then also kind of Mina Kimes' notion that they need draft picks and what, yeah. what exactly that price would be. And, and I, I hope TD's still watching because I, I do have a question for him about Titans cap space uh, as well. So here's the question for everybody. We got a lot of stuff going on here today. What should the Titans trade away for Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman at 800-800-4600 uh, for a free case consultation, and they will go fight the insurance company for you, just like they have all their clients where they've recovered over $1 billion in winnings for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. So do what other Tennesseans have done. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. Today's show is presented by BetMGM. They're powering us today. And with BetMGM and the BetMGM app, you can use promo code ATOZ Sports and you can get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000 with that code. Thursday night football might be ugly. Bears, Commanders, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Not the prettiest game. Go hammer the under, go do whatever you want to do, but use promo code ATOZ Sports. And they will give you a risk-free bet. And if it misses, they give you that money back into your account to try and get a second chance at it. No reason not to do it when you got two shots. So it's risk-free with promo code ATOZ Sports. Go to BetMGM. All right, so the question we're asking right now is what should the Titans trade away for Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore? Uh, I've already mentioned the cap space for both DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson, if the Titans want to trade for a Panthers wide receiver, there's two options there. Both would be insanely cheap, under a million dollars this year. Teron pointed out that Robert Woods has no more guaranteed money on his contract after this year. And I believe the Titans save a bunch of money on the cap space. And TD, maybe you know this better than I, Taylor Lewan's on injured reserve. When you go on IR for the end of the year, you make 50% of your, your salary, your base salary. So, yep. um, uh, you know, with Lawan making a big base salary because he didn't have any other signing bonus after his PED suspension, I feel like the Titans save a bunch of money with Lawan being on IR. You also cut Brett Kern to save $2 million. 
you cut Brett Kern to go trade for DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Oh, goodness. And is you've that, got Ryan Stonehouse. But that's that, the point. Is that, is that what we're going with? Is no, but seriously, that's, <laughs> no, but that's the point. That's the margins you're playing in. The margins you're playing in is you were going to pay a punter $2 million, and then you decided to cut him to save that money to go sign and keep Ryan Stonehouse to give you this wiggle room. That's that's what it does. So, I mean, let's look at the chat. Let's see what they're and, saying. And, and, hold on. And then so, somebody says that $2 million went to Henry. Well, they paid Henry cash, but they created more cap space by restructuring Derrick Henry. I mean, I so, get what you're saying. The overall point is you restructure and you you opt out of those little margins in order to give yourself flexibility for something like this. You just got to be careful with the whole, uh, yeah, we traded Brett Kern for DJ Moore. I don't. <laughs> that, I mean, that, but that's kind of it, though. Like that—that—that's what that does. Yeah, well, you. Brett Kern was making sixteen million dollars. I'd agree with you. I mean, for this year, maybe because he's making less than a million with the way his contract is structured. But you have to also assume they're making a financial commitment to meet DJ Moore for three more years after this, which is yeah. But they've already. But they've already. They already told AJ Brown when AJ Brown said uh, that he would, you know, or that that the Titans initial offer was $16 million. That's what AJ Brown said. That's what DJ Moore is owed yeah. for the next three years after this is 16.3 a year. So yeah, you've, you've got the cap space to do this and you've got the ability to manipulate the cap after this season's over. My whole point is if you're going for it, you started 0 and 2, you've won three in a row. You're in first place in the AFC South. And now there's the potential for a weapon to be added to you to really take that next step. This is where the Titans franchise needs to go. Raise your expectations and then go do what you got to do to meet those expectations. And trading for DJ Moore would be a big time swing for the Titans fan base. You yep. know, that the Titans are back all in on this thing. Cause that much I agree. No, that much I agree with. And I've been it, extra critical of them for that note, exact point. Side yeah. note, TV ratings for the Titans games this year locally have sucked. Why? Because they probably trade away AJ Brown. People are still hurt from the Bengals loss. They're hurt from AJ Brown. They're tired of all this stuff. And the Titans started 0 2. So I think you win over portion of the fan base back by at least showing the effort financially and to go out and do this. No, yeah. I mean, realistically, and this has been what I've criticized John Robinson for. And I thought the AJ Brown move was on paper probably the correct football move at the time but why it was a bad idea was exactly what you said the optics of it and this is a titans roster that is not you know under contract control for that much longer and is not getting any younger and you don't know how many more years of derrick henry's prime you have you don't know if jeffrey simmons will be back here there's these pieces that are essential to your win now window that are here right now. And trading AJ Brown felt like the Titans punted on the window a little bit. And I think they did lose a little bit of the trust of the fans where you have all these fans who were like, okay, we were the number one seed and we were Super Bowl contenders, but we didn't have a fully healthy Derrick Henry. Let's run it back. And then you traded AJ Brown and everybody kind of turned around and said, wait, we did what? We were just the number one seed in the AFC. This is absolutely an opportunity, regardless of how realistic I think it is. This is an opportunity to win some of that trust back. I very much agree with you there. And if the Titans want to make a commitment to their fan base and to some of this core that, hey, let's go win a ring. Let's go do this thing the right way in the playoffs, unlike uh, the missed opportunity last year. This would go a long, long way uh, trading for a guy like DJ Moore. 
the clearest hole on the roster has been offensive line and wide receiver. This fixes one of them large in part, but what would it take? Yeah, Cause that's yeah. the question. So let's get to the chat here. Uh, I'm going to go straight to Scott who said, I'd say a second and a fifth. This is what he says. They should trade. Kenneth says first for more fourth for Marshall. Uh, J Rob is money with second round picks. Give them a third and a seventh. Tighten up says second or a first. Steven says, Austin Hooper and a third round pick is pretty wishful thinking. If you ask me uh, a second and a fourth at most, a second round pick for more. Uh, let's see uh, what else we got here. Give them whatever they want from Charles. A third and a sixth. <laughs> whatever you want. Fair. A second round and a fourth rounder from Teddy Wap. Uh, 2024 second, third and fifth from Mark. We've Oof. got a lot of responses. I saw some Caleb Farley being included in the trade packages. I'm not sure. If that's realistic, Austin, here's the deal for me. Yeah. It's going to cost you a first round pick point blank. He is so? the same. He is the same age as AJ Brown with more production as AJ Brown and costs you less than AJ Brown cost the Philadelphia Eagles and AJ Brown cost them a first round pick. I don't see a scenario, especially with the level of competition that is going to be out there. And I just rattled off five or six teams that I think could be in need of a wide receiver and make a play for it. I don't see a world in which you can get DJ Moore without giving up a first round pick and probably another pick or a pick swap at least. No, no, I, I don't. I, if it's a first round pick, that's all it is. I don't, I, I don't think it's sweetened by another pick. I, well, there's, I, a, there's a chance the Titans also get, you might have an opportunity to give up a first rounder and then move up in the later rounds is also like a possibility. Maybe you trade a fifth and a first for a fourth or something. Uh, and, and DJ Moore, but the, yeah, I, I don't see a world, especially, like I said, with the competition with teams like Kansas city, Dallas, green Bay, Baltimore, the Rams needing a wide receiver. The Panthers are not going to be short on phone calls and you're going to have to pony up a first round pick to get it. Let's see. Uh, what is Teron saying here? Teron says, uh, only thing similar about those two are their last name. I think he's dropping, uh, DJ, I don't even, he's responding to somebody. Uh, I, I saw Teron Davenport. I'm like, oh, I got to click. Um, oh, oh, and I think may, probably if it's AJ and Antonio Brown, maybe. <laughs> that I don't be, know. That I might no be the, uh, the the fit there for that comment. So uh, Austin, I guess what, what, what is your answer to that? Because I see a first round pick. I, I don't. I, I have a hard time seeing them moving on from him. A guy who has contract control, who you could hypothetically still hold on to and try and build around for the next regime uh, without getting a first round pick in return because the Panthers desperately, desperately need them. Right. They, they need picks, you know, and you also got to think the Panthers. Uh, this is here's the real thing here, too. David Tepper is paying. Now he's got a boatload of money. Well, several. He's got a fleet of boats worth of money. David Tepper does. Because he's one of the richest cash owners in the NFL behind Stan Kroenke and Jerry Jones. David Tepper is going to pay uh, uh, Matt Rule $40 million over the next three years to not coach. Now he's got to go hire another coach. If you have multiple first round picks, it costs you a lot on your cap. It's expensive to do that. And that, again, that's. That's why you see teams with three first round draft picks usually trade one because they don't want to have to pay three first round contracts simultaneously. And so sure, the Panthers would love to have multiple firsts, like two, but if you've got other players out there, I don't think DJ Moore is going to go for a first round pick. I say the Titans can give up a second round pick and a mid round pick 
to pair with it. So I, I think uh, I, I think it's not a first round pick, second round pick, and maybe a fourth at its highest. The contract for me is the difference maker. I mean, we just mentioned, like th- you just talked about how the contract for DJ Moore is a long term contract that is more affordable than the one the Eagles gave to AJ Brown. That is valuable to teams. He has more production in a bad Panthers offense. He has bad Panthers offense that has to throw the ball more. Right. So his, so DJ Moore is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, okay. Brown's 1100 yards in the Titans offense is more impressive than DJ Moore's 1100 yards in the Panthers offense. In my opinion. AJ Brown never had 1,100 yards on the Titans offense, and DJ Moore almost did 1,200 yards three straight seasons at okay. the same age. And okay. I like they're pretty comparable to me, but the competition is going to be steep. The contract is affordable. This is a proven, proven weapon that's still young and has years to grow. This is going to cost you a first round pick. I maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, yes, it is realistic for the Titans to do this trade. They should absolutely do this trade. And if they don't do this trade and it costs somebody else a second and a fifth, Titans fans should be pissed because John Robinson needs to make that deal if it's only a second and a fifth. I think it's a first round pick, realistically. Right, so, so let's go to the competition because you did say um, Rams, Chiefs, and who else did you say? Uh, Rams, Chiefs, Baltimore. Green Bay, Dallas. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Xavier says 1,100 yards with the Panthers is a lot more impressive, Austin. No, Xavier, you're missing it. The Panthers suck. They're they're having to play catch up. They're losing games, which means you have to throw the ball more, which means there's just more yards to go around. And uh, yes, Sam, you're right. AJ never had 1,100 yards. I'm sorry, he had 1,075. He was 25 yards short of 1,100. I think AJ's 1,075 is more impressive in the Titans offense than... DJ Moore's 1100 plus yards because the Panthers were in comeback catch up mode where the Titans are typically leading games and not throwing the ball as much. So that's that point there. So with the Rams, they don't have a first round pick. Hell, they don't have many picks uh, to trade away yep. for a guy like DJ Moore. Daniel lost. He said the Packers, you said the, you said the Ravens, Ravens, Chiefs, uh, Green Bay, Dallas, uh, a couple other teams, not really contenders, but need a wide receiver, Chicago. And then the Giants are four and one, and they don't have anybody playing wide receiver for them. So that'd be an interesting one as well to see what they decide to do at the wide receiver position with the amount of success early that Brian Dable has had with Daniel Jones. Do they choose to go get him a, uh, you know, a bonafide weapon with injuries to some of their guys and then just some poor production from some of their younger receivers but I think there's a number of teams that you can name, and I think that's the problem, and it's a good problem to have if you're Carolina. But one of those teams, I feel like, gets desperate enough to give up a first-round pick. I mean, you've got a few contenders right there. Like, if I'm Green Bay right now, I'm looking down the barrel of, I don't know how many years I have left of Aaron Rodgers, and we need to get him a weapon quickly. This is a perfect guy that can be there when Aaron Rodgers is gone and is also – uh doing it right now and helping him right now. And you pair him with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Robert Tunyon and some of the weapons in green Bay, you have a legitimate offense, especially with how successfully they run the football. So I think there's other options as well that are more inclined to give up a first round pick. That's why I think the price eventually you get into a bidding war. It'll get to that level. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, There is a lot of competition. I I just don't know if anybody, like, who's desperate enough to give up a first-round pick? Packers and maybe the Giants? Uh, Yeah. 
the Ravens. I, I could see Baltimore the, doing it. The, here's the thing about the Ravens because their future is in complete flux because of Lamar Jackson's contract. Situation. That's true. Which, but you could make an argument that that's also more reason that they're desperate. Like right, you have to right, capitalize but, on Lamar while you but have him. If you trade away a first round pick for DJ Moore, sure, that makes Lamar Jackson probably happier, but you're still operating in a sense that you think Lamar Jackson would be back. Because what if you trade a first round pick for DJ Moore and Lamar Jackson's like, screw you guys and walk to the door. Now you don't have a first round pick or a quarterback, but you've got DJ Moore with nobody throwing the ball. Like you're going to pull RG three out of the broadcast. I think, booth to I come think back. if Lamar Jackson says, screw you guys and walks out on Baltimore, he's going to do that with or without DJ Moore. So, I mean, right, it, that's it, what I'm right. saying. So, but if you're the Ravens, you, you can't trade away a first round pick knowing that that guy, that the quarterback might say, screw you guys and leave. You need that. Well, here's the benefit of being the Ravens. You can franchise tag Lamar Jackson and trade him and get a first round pick back. So if he's he's not willing to play for Baltimore, they have assets all over the field that can help them retool really quickly. So that that's the beauty of it, right? He's under contract there still, and they can franchise tag him if Lamar decides to do that or extend him. But I would be more inclined to find them and Green Bay, two teams that are like, hey, maybe we should make our quarterback happy. Maybe we should uh, make the most out of this thing while we can uh, to offer that first round pick, especially because both of them are good teams. And you probably assume it'll be towards the back end of the first round anyway. Uh, but uh, the Titans could be in that same boat. You know, like I mentioned, a a closing window if they don't act fast, uh, but a first round pick. John Robinson seems to have em- emphasized trying to extend that window as long as possible, reopening it. That's why he traded AJ Brown to begin with. Trading a first round pick to get DJ Moore is why I say it's unrealistic. I, I don't. That's well, what it'll cost, in my again, opinion. I, I don't think it's going to cost a first round pick. I don't. Uh, some hot takes coming into the chat. Dimitri All right, let's says, see what we got. Dimitri says Lamar is heading to Miami. To his injury woes will lead him to retire. <laughs> and then uh, Lou Man says Dak Prescott is heading west. I mean, good lord. Uh, some real hot takes flying in there. Hey, the quarterback carousel is an unpredictable beast, man. I, the one thing I have learned over the last couple of years is like this next, this era of the NFL, you can never predict. Oh, you tackle never leave and go elsewhere. It's things can change on a dime. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we had 10 quarterbacks and 10 new scenarios last next year, like we did this year and the year before. So yeah. final, final, before we move on to sports trivia, I think the Titans should absolutely go trade for DJ Moore. Again, it's an opportunity for a mulligan for John Robinson to help fix the biggest mistake on his resume as an NFL general manager. And if he can pull off a DJ Moore trade, I think he gets a lot of goodwill back from the fan base. Not that that's what John Robinson's going for, but the Titans offense has limitations because they don't have healthy options to create separation and make dynamic plays down the field. DJ Moore does that. And if you get Traylon Burks back healthy later on, now you've got DJ Moore, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods to really help out Derrick Henry to take steps forward uh, in the playoffs. So that's, you know, from AJ to DJ, as Jonathan says, you know, it's an, again, you don't get a lot of second chances to fix the biggest mistake of your career. This is one for John Robinson. Will he do it? Will he try? He better try. And he will try. (laughs) Here's the thing. If we don't get DJ Moore in Nashville, we really won't know to what length John Robinson tried. 
Yep. And I, yeah, I'll put it on record too. Like I said, I don't, I don't think it's realistic. I don't expect it to happen. I think it should happen. Like the, there is a difference there for me where I agree with you, Austin. This is an opportunity. I, I look at it as correct the mistake, fix your biggest problem or one of your biggest problems on your roster right now. Go get the player, pay him the money. I don't care. Do it, figure the rest out. And right now, DJ Moore's contract is at a level where it is below market value for what the rest of the league would place on a wide receiver of his caliber if he was in the free agent market. And uh, if that's the case, you go make it happen. You figure the rest out afterwards. You can trade the draft pick all you want. Make the most of this window and this team. They need a wide receiver right now. I would do it. I don't think it will happen. I would do it. So I want that on the record. Just because I'm saying it's not realistic doesn't mean I'm not saying I don't think they should. I I think it is the, the perfect move and, uh, even a Robbie Anderson move, as Teron brought up earlier, I think would would go a long way to helping this team uh, yeah. this season to fix some of their uh, biggest holes and and correct this offense. But all right, should we get to? I'll give you two options here. To sports trivia right away into yeah. sports trivia. Or- I have a statement for the people, and I texted you this. I don't think you even read it, but I have a statement for oh, the people going I back to yesterday's show. I did not. I did not read it. it I told you guys I would come with receipts. So if you weren't tuning in yesterday, we talked about math, and Austin was asking a question: Did we invent math or discover math? <laughs> I was very adamant about the fact that humans, in fact, invented. Math as a way of describing and quantifying realities of nature and of the earth. It was, <laughs> what is the world telling us? Now, how do we prove it? How do we explain it through numbers, through these different things? And I was being clowned in the chat. And I remember each and every one of your names telling me that I was wrong, that they somebody had to make the numbers, all this stuff about how we discovered math. That math just like was here already. So I just got to read this to you real quick. And then that'll be the end of the conversation. But I promised you receipts. You did. Here we go. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. (laughs) All right. Well, it's somewhere in here. Well, we're going to find it. I texted it to you. So that's how I know. Yeah, you did text it. We've texted quite a bit since then. But I, I, yes. So here we go. I did not read your text. I saw how long it was. I knew what it was about. It was one of those congrats on that. Or I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not reading. No, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Basically. Several civilizations in China, India, Egypt, Central America, and Mesopotamia contributed to mathematics as we know it today. The Sumerians who lived in the region that is now Southern Iraq were the first people to develop a counting system with a base 60 system. According to Wilder, this was based on using the bones in the fingers to count and then use as sets. According to George Ifra in his book, the universal history of numbers from these systems, we have the basis of arithmetic, which includes basic operations of addition, multiplication, division, fractions, and square roots. Wilder explained that the Sumerian system passed through the Akkadian Empire to the Babylonians around 300 BC. 600 years later, in Central America, the Mayans developed elaborate calendar systems and were skilled astronomers. About this time, the concept of zero was invented and developed in India. I will take my apologies whenever. We'll get on to trivia. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. All right. Trivia, Austin, chat, here we go. I'm your trivia master today. I wrote these questions myself. It's going to be a fun one. We have seven sports-themed questions. They're all in the same category. And then three non-sports questions that are all in the same category as well. 
So we are going to start it off. Hold on, hold on. You can't. We got. We got to do some things. We got to pay some bills before. We oh, just we are. Right, hey, right you take trivia. it away. I got to get set up anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you get set up. Sam's a trivia master. After you just dominated everybody who doubted him about math yesterday. I'm sorry if you're just tuning in. So, but first, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. They are where you need to turn. Uh, for your new car buying process. Trust them because we trust them. Payne Bone, he's a great guy, and he runs Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. So go check him out or see him at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They will do everything to get you in the right vehicle for your situation, financially, family situation, your needs, for work, whatever it might be, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is Powered by BetMGM and BetMGM with promo code ATOZ Sports is giving you a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. So get involved for week six. Don't let it pass you by. Get involved as early and as often as possible because it's risk free. If you miss, you get another chance at it. And that's promo code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. Okay, Sam, now you can jump in. Sorry, I'm excited. You know I'm excited to get, get involved with, uh, with, with sports trivia here. I, these are not I, – I do have to disclaimer this. That we're switching it up a little bit. Okay. This is not multiple choice. So okay. you guys are going to have to put your brains together, chat in Austin, and you guys are going to have to uh, – Anthony says trivia, trivia master is a Google master. I wrote these. I did not use Google for these, Anthony. This was straight out of the brain. That is a guarantee. Here we go. Now, to be fair, I, I did have to Google some of like the stats to write the questions. Okay, but all right, I, all right, all right. Enough. Here we go. Keep Question going. one. Oh, I got to tell you the category. Yes. Football coaches. Football coaches. Football coaches is what we're going. Question one. Winning nearly 80% of his games coached. This active NFL head coach has the highest winning percentage of all time, but has never coached in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to say Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers. Is that your final answer? I mean, I got to wait for the chat to catch up on this, but I'm pretty sure it would be LaFleur because he went 13 and three in his first three years and has not made it to an NFC championship game, I believe. Now you said Super Bowl. Has never like, coached in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, but he also has not coached in, in a conference title game. But I'm pretty sure it's LaFleur. I'm getting a lot of LaFleurs uh, in the chat. So we will lock that in. Final A to Z, Matt LaFleur. That is correct. Matt LaFleur, one for one for Austin. You're trying to get eight out of ten, right? That's kind of uh, the goal today. Yeah, well, yes, for sure. Because last week we went ten for ten. Uh, Michael, a viewer, gave us 10 questions and we smoked it. We just smoked the quiz. 10 for My 10. My feelings so. are a little bit hurt that you had, you had a, a viewer give you 10 questions. He sent it to us. And we're, bit here. Yeah, huh? yeah, he sent it to us. It was a okay. Titans, it was a Titans uh, first four-week quiz and we, we dominated it. All right, question All right, two. All right, here we go. Question two on the inverse side of things. Winning just 33% of his career games, this active NFL coach has the worst winning percentage of all time among the coaches that have coached in a Super Bowl. Ooh. So he has coached in a Super Bowl. He has coached in a Super Bowl, and among all the guys to coach in a Super Bowl, he has the worst career winning percentage. Oh, oh, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's your thought? That's my guess. Because they they had some injuries where they were like 4-12, and 
Zach Taylor would be a good one. I think it's mm. Josh yeah, McDaniels. Lovey Josh, Smith as well. Say what? Lovey Smith is in there. Lovey Smith Fisher. has not coached in a, as a head coach in the Super Bowl. He has he coached oh. the Bears in 06. Oh gosh, but he hasn't. He's not that low. Because read the question again. Full question again. Uh, winning just 33% of his career games, this active NFL head coach has the worst winning percentage of all time among those who have coached in a Super Bowl. Thirty-three percent throwing me off. That's so low. It, it can't be Kyle Shanahan because they've had too many winning seasons. Ron Rivera was winning division titles. It can't be Ron Rivera because they went to the playoffs multiple times. Um, McDaniel's has not coached in a Super Bowl as a head coach. It's Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's a good one in the chat. Let's go, Zach Taylor. Finally, to Z. That's correct, Zach Taylor. Uh, yeah, they were really bad. They got the number one overall pick. They got Joe Burrow. He tore his ACL. They were really bad again. And then uh, they went to the Super Bowl at 10 and 7. So never really an overwhelming yeah. season for Zach Taylor and his Bengals tenure. And so started far. 0-2 this year. So they kind yeah. of slowed so, I mean, it's been, it's been, yeah, a weird one, recent one. All right, question three. We're going college here. Okay. All right. Nick Saban. Recently eclipsed 275 all-time wins as a college head football college football head coach. Mm -hmm. Through the years, he's had success as the head coach at Michigan State, LSU, and of course Alabama. But before all of that, what school did Saban coach at for just one season, winning a conference championship in his first collegiate head coaching gig? I want to say it's Toledo. And David says Toledo. I believe it is Toledo. Toledo came to mind and David came in quick with Toledo. Uh, Kent State is not correct because Kent State's where Saban played. Um, so I will go Toledo, final A to Z. That's correct. He was the head coach of the 1990 Toledo Rockets. You're on fire here. All right, here we go. You're going to uh, – this is a tough one. It's a multiple parter. Okay. All right. It's a three-part question. I'll just kind of give you the point if you get two of them. So is this it question – Okay. Okay. I got you. So, we so get... like, there's three answers that I'm going to ask you just to see. So name how... two of the three that did something. No, no. Well, you'll see when I okay. ask it. All right, here we go. Back to the NFL. Question four. Who was the first NFL coach to be traded? What team was he traded to and who replaced him as the head coach of his previous team? So, I I want to say John Gruden traded from Tampa to the Raiders for Tony Dungy. No, who replaced who? That was backwards. Gruden from the Raiders to the Bucks won a Super Bowl. I don't know who replaced Gruden in who replaced Gruden in Oakland. But I also think I, – I don't know if he was the first coach to be traded. Pats – we're getting uh, – Bill Belichick, was he traded? 
Belichick from the Jets to the Pats is also something. Or Parcells. What do you guys think? I think it's Belichick Jets to Pats. Let's go Belichick. So what 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 am I traded to? You need to give me the coach who he was traded to and then who replaced him at his former team. So I think it's Belichick Patriots Parcells. Is that your final A to Z? No, 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 no. He quit the Jets. Gruden, Bucks, Bill Callahan. Final A to Z. Check, check, check. You talked yourself out of it and then talked yourself back into it. Yep. Uh, Bill Belichick in 2000 does not count. He resigned from his position with the Jets, who were then awarded the Patriots draft picks by the league office. So there was a there was an exchange, but it was not done by the two teams. But Gruden traded to Tampa. Bill Callahan replaced him. And, of course, he mm. then beat uh, Bill Callahan and the Raiders in the Super Bowl in the following year. So right, 4 no. Four no question Good five. Good job, chat. Thank you, chat, for helping. Yeah, me out. chat yeah. carried you there. They were yeah. they were on it early. I saw a couple people with the the full answer. Yeah, early. and I thought that was, but then I, I second guessed myself. All right, question number five. Uh, yeah, we're on question five here. Here we go. This active college football head coach turned his MAC program around from a one in eleven season to a thirteen and one season with a Cotton Bowl appearance and a top five NFL draft pick in just four years on the job. Since then, he has taken over as the head coach at a power five, but has only won double-digit games one time in five seasons. Who is he? One I'll more time. I'll, bra- I'll break it down because it's a, a long-winded question. I think I know. I know it. It is an active, current active head football coach at a, uh, at a Division I college that turned a program from 1-11 to yeah, it's PJ Fleck. Fleck at Western Michigan. The top five pick was Corey Davis, and then uh, Minnesota struggled to really sustain. So PJ Fleck rode that boat to six to, to five and zero. Oh. That is correct. PJ Fleck and Western Michigan. One of the greatest uh, coach pregame speeches I've ever heard was before that Cotton Bowl appearance with WMU. Uh, but you you get that one. What is that? Five for five now for you? It's or? Five, for five and zero, oh, baby. Yeah, look at you. Uh, here we go. Question six. This college football coach is third among active coaches in all-time wins with 181. They have all come as the head coach of the same power five, but he has had at least two losses in every season of his 24-year career. 180 wins. 181 wins, all with the same Power 5 program, and he has lost two games in every season of his 24-year career. Third all-time in wins among the active head coaches. Who is he? Saw a repeat from Jeff. One more time here. This active college football coach is third among active coaches in all-time wins. Jake. With 181, they have all come as the head coach of the same Power 5 program. But he has had at least two losses in every year of his 24-year career. 
Kirk Ferentz. Jake is just commenting the Iowa coach, but couldn't come up with a name. Kirk Ferentz, final A to Z. Kirk Ferentz is correct. And you're six for six. A good call from Jake. Look good at job, you Jake. Little... You got me halfway there. Yeah, you were a little stumped there, but uh, T. Yeah, because I was because it wasn't Dabo because Dabo hasn't coached long enough for that. And he's also won national titles and stuff. This is a guy that's had yeah. two losses in every year. So right, yeah, Kirk Ferentz, man. All right, last uh, college coach. He hasn't changed uh, his offense the entire time. Yeah, last coaching. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Last coaching question here. Uh, this is the, the seventh one. Uh, maybe the hardest one. Coaching from 1981 to 2003, this former NFL head coach is tied with Jeff Fisher for the most losses in NFL head coaching history. Despite that, he was the head coach for four. He was the head coach in four Super Bowls, but he lost all of them. Who is he? One more time. Coaching from 81 to 2003. This former NFL coach is tied with Jeff Fisher for the most losses in NFL head coaching history. Despite that, he was the head coach in four Super Bowls, but lost all of them. Who is he? Yeah, it's the Bills coach, uh, uh, Levy. Marv Levy? Marv Levy? Is that his name? Marv Levy, right? I, I'm trying to, I'm waiting on the chat, Sam. So yeah, no, use your resources here. This is a tough one. It's not Dan Reeves, Marv Levy. Marv Levy. Yes. Marv Levy. Let's go. Uh, finally to Z Marv Levy. That's incorrect. You yeah. botched it. It is Dan Reeves. No, it is Dan Reeves. Coach Dan Reeves. Coached the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl in 86, 87, uh, and 89, then returned with the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons in 1998, lost all four Super Bowls. Uh, and yeah, he's racked up his fair share of losses in his career, a lot of them with the Giants uh, in, the, uh, in the 90s there. Uh, yeah, I guess early 90s when he was coaching with the Giants. Jeff had it. Jeff had it. Come on, Austin. He yep, said, yep. he said, it's, it. uh... look, man, tough. All right. So six and one through our sports questions, six and one through sports questions, three non-sports real quick. Let me tell you guys about the bone and joint Institute, bone and joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know where to go to know who to turn to, to get back to health. That's bone and joint TN.org. Sam, let's go ahead and get back. Uh, to our last three questions in sports trivia, uh, as you are trivia master, uh, we, me in the chat, me in the chat, six and one, we've got three more questions left, all non-sports. This is where things probably get dicey. I think you're going to be okay here. I try, I, I took it easy on you a little I don't know. bit. I'm kind of a one trick pony when it comes I to knowing even the chat is kind of all where right. I'm like the chat on this slate of questions, the Oscars, the Oscars. Oh, God. I'm so uh, bad at this. I didn't know where to go. That's no, kind of I, this I just, is a I this is a massive hole in in me. So, uh, movies. The Oscars I, is the is the category. You need all you need is two. You need two of the three. You should be okay. Right. Chat's got you here. Question one: Matthew McConaughey won his first Oscar when he won Best Actor in 2013 for his role as Ron Woodruff in what dramatic film? One more time. 
Matthew McConaughey won his first Oscar when he won Best Actor in 2013 for his role as Ron Woodruff. Dallas Buyers Club. I did. I I, th- I knew it was that one. I was trying to think of the one where he was the drug addict, and I couldn't think of the name. But thank you, Bobby, and thank you, Jacob. Dallas Buyers Club. Final A to Z. Yep, you got it. I told you, chat would be okay. I have that's, seen that's that movie. Some, that's some big time stuff right here. All right, here we go. Uh, this. Now deceased actor was nominated for an Oscar four different times, but only won once during his career. In 2005, he won Best Actor for his role in as Truman Capote in the critically acclaimed biopic Capote. Who is the actor? This is all chat, guys. <laughs> oh, chat. Come on, man. Never heard of it. You heard, Never heard. You, you heard the words critically acclaimed biopic and went, Huh? <laughs> no, you said Capote. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Never heard of this movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm, love. Yep. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That sounds good. Rest in peace, man. That guy was talented as hell. Let's go with him. F- Philip Seymour Hoffman. I never saw the movie, but he is a great actor. Was a great actor. Final A to Z right there. Yeah, that's right. Philip Seymour Hoffman was a great actor. That was a pretty good movie as well. Obviously did a great job in it. So uh, you got your two. Let's see if you can go nine to 10 here. This one, this is an easy one. This is a, this is a layup right here. I want to see if you can do it without chat, but chat. I'll I'll turn the chat off. I'll turn the chat off real quick. Yeah. Chat just flood it with the correct answer. I cannot see the chat. Chat He'll come to it. So Leonardo DiCaprio famously won his first Oscar after a very long wait when he won best actor in 2015 for his role as Hugh Glass in what adventure film? I don't know. No idea? No. This because, is a big time moment in the Oscars history. Yeah, I know. Ask me how many Oscars I've watched. Yeah, that, well, I, I don't, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Not a lot. I, I'm watch. not a movie person. Not a yeah, movie person. I am. So I, that's kind of where a lot of these come from. But uh, all right, well, chat's, chat's flooding. So you can go ahead and take a peek. All right. You are on the same the team Revenant. after all. Okay. Yep. Final A to Z. Final A to Z. Let's it. go to the yep. Revenant. That is correct. You guys go nine of 10 in the first round of Sam's uh, sports trivia master deal here. I might have to get trickier with my non-sports questions next time. So I underestimated the power of 300 and 400, 500 plus planes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you've, got a, when you've got like multiple hundreds of people playing trivia together. Oh, got it. <laughs> you have a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I will uh, say yeah. I, I, I feel like I feel pretty strong in my performance in the seven uh, sports. No, I was impressed too. You were right on a couple of them before chat was even processing the question. Uh, next time I will try. Uh, I, I will try and make them a less long winded here. Jay says, I'm good at asking the, the questions. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jake too easy. Don't challenge me. Don't challenge me. Okay. But I, I like that you got some right, but maybe next time I'll, I'll take it, take it up a little yeah, bit of a notch up here a little notch. with the difficulty, up. but uh, yeah, maybe they will be less long winded as well, but I, Hey, I do like stuff. the delivery of, of what we've done here. So that was, that was fun. All right, everybody. Uh, great conversation. Great show today about a potential trade mulligan for uh, John Robinson. And we'll see what happens as this goes deeper and deeper throughout the week with DJ Moore potentially being on the trade block from the Carolina Panthers after they fired Matt rule. If you missed that conversation, go back and watch it because it was like 50-something minutes long of us. We literally had one topic today. 
it was about DJ Moore. We talked about DJ Moore and the Titans potentially trading for a wide receiver for 54 consecutive minutes. So you can go check that out if you missed it. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Don't forget, uh, Buck Rising is live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, uh, right here on these same channels. If you will also check out the Big Orange podcast with Zach Reagan, Charlie Burris, they had a big show yesterday as Tennessee has Bama coming up this weekend. And Sam and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Get your shade ready for Wednesday. Talk to you then. Appreciate it as always.